name is Myrtle and welcome to the Confidence Fighter for Girls. Each week I'll be discussing what it means to have confidence and how you can grow it. This week I'm delighted to welcome Rebecca Stewart as my special guest. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me. So Rebecca, please can you give me a short outline of yourself? Hello Myrtle, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Um, well, what can I tell you about myself? I'm not yet 50. Um, I've got two children who are almost 12 and eight years old and I work and I live in London and I'm married to Alex and we have a dog called Otto. (laughs) What advice would you give to your 13 year old self that would help you with your confidence then? Gosh, that's a good question. When I think back to my 13 year old self, the thing that I wish I had known then was to worry much less about what other people thought. Because I know even now, as a really quite a grown-up grown-up, I think it's so tempting to look at what your friend is doing or your neighbour or your colleague and think, oh gosh, perhaps I should be doing that, rather than the thing that actually I and you have been uniquely designed to do. So I think... Comparing ourselves to other people often distracts us and takes us down the wrong track. So I think looking back to my 13-year-old self, I wish that I had done a little less comparing. So lots of my friends um, thought that science was really boring. But actually, I loved maths and I loved biology and physics and chemistry. And I wanted to do those for my, well, they were then called O-levels, they're now called GCSEs. But I realised that if I did that, I wouldn't be in the same class as my friends because they were doing much more on the sort of languages and art side. But I really thought hard about it. And I think I probably was given a bit of talking to by one of my older sisters. And I thought, no, I'm going to stop comparing myself and be brave and know that I may well be in a class with people who aren't yet my friends. But by being confident and not doing comparisons and forging my own track, I'll probably make new friends and do the subjects that I love. Yeah, and that's really great because then you get to find new friends instead of the old ones. Exactly. You have a change. Exactly. So don't compare yourself too much to others, yeah. is my nutshell. When do you lack confidence, even as a grown-up, and maybe when you were younger, and how do you overcome it? I think that whatever age we are, there's always a moment where we have a bit of a wobble. And I think some moments that I sometimes lack confidence are when I need to be brave and say something that I know the other person doesn't want to hear. And sometimes it can, it can be that we need to make a complaint about something because something isn't, something isn't right and we need to be brave and say the right thing. Or sometimes it can be with a friend And I don't know if you've had this experience, but, you know, friendships sometimes can go a bit wobbly and have their ups and downs. And you just need to clear the air with your friends, sometimes say sorry um, or sometimes challenge your friend in a kind way. But often I can find myself lacking confidence, thinking that conversation that I'm imagining in my head feels a bit difficult and it'll be much easier not to have it. So I think I'll cover my ears and close my eyes and say la 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 and ignore it. But actually, I, I'm learning all the time that to have the confidence to have those difficult conversations 
has such a good impact because it keeps our friendships and our relationships on track because we're honest. Um, or if we've received a really bad service in a restaurant or someone's treated us shabbily, you can do it in a kind way, but it's good to pull that person up on it. So it can feel awkward. And even now as an almost 50 year old, I have to take a big, deep breath. I think having the confidence to have difficult conversations always pays off. And also you have to have those conversations, otherwise this world would be like very different. And it's really important just to go for it. I completely agree because it means, well, I think when there are problems or um, difficulties in a friendship or perhaps it's something with a teacher or a neighbour or a cousin, if we if we don't have those difficult conversations, it isn't that the problems go away. We sweep them under the carpet and then we keep sweeping and keep sweeping. And before you know it, the carpet gets so bumpy, you're going to fall flat on your face. So rather than letting problems store up, it's much easier to deal with the little problems and the little bumps as they come, rather than letting it turn into a mountain. Yeah, definitely. Um, what's the biggest challenge you have ever had to face? Oh, Myrtle, you ask good questions. I think the biggest challenge I've ever had to face was having to wait a very, very long time, 10 years in fact, to have a baby. So I'd got married and after probably two years of being married, Alex and I thought, I think this would be a perfect time to have a baby and start our family. And it's what we'd always hoped for and dreamt of. But for various medical reasons, it was actually really difficult for us to have a baby. And we needed to have lots of extra help from the doctors. And 10 years was a really long time to wait. And during that time, all of our friends, it seemed, were having not just one baby, but two babies, some of them even three or four babies. And we felt a bit left behind. And I think what, what I learned, well, it was hard and that there were moments where we were very sad and we felt a bit lonely because it felt like no one else was in the same position as us. But we learned the lesson that we were talking about a few moments ago about not comparing ourselves to others because ours is a different story. And yours, Myrtle, is a different story. And whoever's listening to this has their own unique story. And it was a long wait. But during those years of waiting, we learned so many things about ourselves and about each other and about faith and putting our trust in God and not comparing that actually, although it was hard, we wouldn't change it because it really built my character. And as you know, there is a happy end to the story because we then did have two children um, who are great friends of yours. And through that period of time, what were you telling yourself to keep you going? Mm. I think what, what I told myself in my better moments was not to lose hope. And there were moments where I did lose hope. But at those moments... Alex, my husband, or other friends, they encouraged me not to lose hope. And I think what that taught me was that we really need people around us to cheer us on. Because there are moments where we're full of 
confidence and feeling positive and full of faith. And when we're feeling like that, it's quite infectious. And we Mm. can cheer on our friends who might be having different challenges at school or in their family or with a friendship. Um, And then there are other moments where we're perhaps feeling a bit low and flat and hopeless. And then our friends, it's their turn when they're feeling a bit more up to cheer us on. So something else I learned is the importance of people we love around us and how we can really be a community. And when someone's down, others can lift them up. And when you're up, you can look around you and see who, you know, have I got, is there someone in my family or is there someone in my class who's actually having a tough time? Can I, because I'm feeling cheerful, can I cheer them up a little bit? And so often, you know, a month or two or even a year later, the tables have turned and it might be that you or I are struggling and that person who we helped comes and says something kind to us or helps us or says something funny to make us laugh. So I think I learned a lot about the importance of friendship and community and being cheered on and also being a cheerleader. What was that feeling like when you had the news that you were having going to have a baby? <gasps> oh, Myrtle, I can remember it. Exactly. It was so thrilling. And it was all the more exciting and precious because we'd had a long wait. You know what it's like when you really wait for something and when it finally happens, you can hardly believe it and you have to pinch yourself. And I felt so grateful for all the prayers that had been said for us and all the friends and family who'd supported us. It was a really amazing feeling. All the better for having waited. Thank you so much for coming today and being my second guest on The Confidence Fighter. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, I really appreciate a rating and review. And don't forget to subscribe. See you next time.